Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Street Eats and Dope Beats podcast. I'm Chef Adam, along with my co-host, JMKM. And guess what? We brought back the man. Oh, yeah. DJ Mike Rock. Hello. <laughs> no, man, thank you guys for having me again. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Green faces, I'm still chasing. Shoes fit now, I'm soul searching. A damn thing for the grand scheme. Reason why I've been so determined. Bringing rap and hip hop together through words that spit be my sole purpose. Came here to open your mind with So, yeah, we're going to get this popping. Episode five. It's, um, I guess it's official now. Five episodes in. Yeah, every episode we're going to be. <laughs> we're going to be saying that. Cut that out. Episode six, episode seven. Now, no. I want to get into the triple digits, man. That's my goal. Okay. Episode two seventy five. Yeah, we are here. We could just episode we are 100. still here. We could just like put a one. So this is episode one hundred five. <laughs> <laughs> well, anywho, zero 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 five. <laughs> I know. So what's up, fellas? How's everything? Everything's well. I'm good. 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 How you guys? Good. Just Cold. chilling, working. Yeah. I know, rainy. Literally chilling. What y'all been up to? Yo, to- so uh, actually, I listened to uh, episode four. Yeah. You guys talked about Roy Choi and, and failure and, and, and all of that stuff. Not that together, was, not saying Roy Choi was a failure. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that yeah. he is. But anyway, a um, few things that I wanted to mention uh, and, and, and talk about. Um, so I had the opportunity to work with Roy. Right. Um, so I got hired to, to work for local. And... Um, so he wanted to not necessarily do like a trial run or, or anything like that with me, but he had me uh, kind of like training, get up to speed um, as to like how he likes to get things done in the kitchen. And let me tell you how meticulous this guy's work ethic is, because he's up really early in the morning, stopping by all of his uh, all of his restaurants between A-Frame, between Chego, between... Uh, everything at the Line Hotel at the time, and uh, and the Kogi food trucks. So he makes his rounds everywhere, wherever it is, Alibi Room, you name it, he's there. Um, so one particular day that I was training there, I had to get in at like, I want to say I had to get in like at 5, 6 a.m. And we were just like doing prep for, uh, for stuff at either commissary or at pot. Uh, the pot was, pot was uh, the uh, Korean... Uh, barbecue i'm trying to remember what kind of cuisine but it was korean food okay and and he would walk around say what's up to everybody and make sure that everybody was cool he pulled me aside and he's all like you know i, I know you're working really hard i know you haven't been in the kitchen for a while and, and, and things like that but you know i feel like there's like a like a negative energy that you have right now and I was like struggling because I, I wanted to to prove to him that like, yo, I really want this. And which I did. Mm-hmm. I really did want to be in that kitchen and to uh, show him that like, yo, I'm, I'm meant for local because I want to do things for the community. And, and that's what local was about. And that's what it always has been. So when people, when a food critic started calling it a failure and things like that, like, first of all, like these food critics, they don't belong in in a place like local to begin with, you know, and, and they just wanted to find things to say, uh, negative things to say about it, you know, as opposed to like 
uplifting the fact that this is something for the community Facts. and this yeah. is like something for for them as opposed to going to McDonald's all the time and yeah. and all the other fast the food bigger joints. picture yeah so you know um but back to uh uh road choice work ethic it's uh, like I couldn't hang 100% yeah. you know like um if you're fully 100% dedicated to to the hospitality and and making sure everything looks right feels right between the energy like not a lot of chefs that I've worked with before specified anything about like the energy that you have mm. and it's always just about like okay well it looks good send it out you know yeah. but him it's just like yo something feels off this doesn't look right let's take a step back regroup and go back into it okay and and, and the leadership that he has like with within that's crazy within yeah. like within like his you know people want to like think people think that maybe that there's levels to this like as far as like you know if you're a prep cook line cook sous chef or whatever you think that he would treat them differently because they're they're more educated or they've 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 been there longer or, or what have you but what really how he how he is he's the homie to everybody and it's it's um it's really amazing so so like what you guys said in the in the last podcast where he uh there when he explains that there's no such thing as failure is just all a continuous learning experience yeah. as yeah. to like where you want to take this food and and how you want to present it and things like that but he's very super meticulous about every single damn fucking detail that's crazy that's dope and he, yeah, and, he shows. And, he, and he had the awareness of his team to recognize in you hey something is not right right was it just a bad day or were you feeling like a, were you like feeling like day. you were ba- you're falling behind you feel like you weren't i felt that it? way i felt that way um because we were doing like about 12 to 15 hour shifts give or take oh, yeah you know and being in the kitchen takes its toll yeah. you know and and prior to that i was working i was still working at the school district at the time just so when you were on, the, on your marathon you know, mic yeah marathon like djing i'm like yo yeah. i have to I have to give up djing I have like to give when up. do you sleep bro yeah well in traffic no just yeah, pretty much <laughs> had stoplights you know there were there were times when I, I i do recall like falling asleep because like he would let me out like by 11 be like Okay, you can head home, and but we need you back here at six a.m. I'm like, yep, that's Yo. the grind right there, bro. And I'm like, I'm not used to this anymore, you know. And and I to continue on with that story, I actually had a meeting with him. I sat with him and I told him, I'm all like, you know, just because I know how to cook, that doesn't necessarily mean I belong in the kitchen, you know. And and I appreciate, damn, like, and I appreciate like every single opportunity that you gave me to be here. And it wasn't easy. Yeah. And I still, I still, there's, if there's like any sign of regret that I have about any, if there's anything that I regret in life is probably continuing to pursue that. Oh. If anything, yeah. like working in, in like pushing through and saying like, yo, I really need to push through. But then there was a part of me also that was like, I don't want to give up DJing. Yeah. I don't, it, it was still something special to me. Yeah. And he understood that. And he's all like, you know, I, I can't tell you no. Like, I need you to be here, but at the same time, you yeah. know, uh, he knew that there might be a, a new, a new form of leadership that might need to take place as, 
as far as local goes because within that community i'm not 100 familiar with watts you know like i've i've visited a couple times like just to check it out and but it's not really one of those things one of those places where you go to ch check out or or whatever because like any kind of outsiders be like yo where are you from like who are you who do you think you are step into our area and 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 tell you like you can't be here you know and and i don't want to be put in that kind of position you know to to uh be confronted by the community that i don't belong in but and and for for roy Choi to to step up and say let's pick watts let's pick the tenderloin in san francisco uh or even like and in, in Oakland, where he's where he's developed uh, local in in those areas, is is kind of like a testament to we're here for the community, and that's what that's what the food that he wanted to bring um, into those locations. So, so, so shout out to Roy Choi, man. Like I, he, I I admire him one hundred percent. So whoever talks all this mad shit about Roy Choi, any food critics or anything like that, like. Nah, man. Like, fuck you. <laughs> you what? Know? So, like, how long? How long was this whole process of you getting in with them? And it was like about a two to three week process. Just went all in. Yeah. So, instead of uh, so my work at the time, they they were all like, "Oh, wow, you're you're leaving," because I guess I was pretty instrumental to to where I was working and I miss and I, I enjoy working with with um, with the community that I that I work with like the kids with special needs yeah and so for me to like just like all right you know what I'm gonna pursue this yeah and you know so at that decision when I when I decided to to leave uh, local um, I asked my work I'm like is my job still there no, oh, because you had left. I had left. And, th and then they gave me the opportunity, like, yo, you could still work here if you want. I'm like, uh, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of kind of need that. <laughs> you good, Chef Adam? I got like, a little coffee. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't yeah. get emotional, man. It's, it's okay. <laughs> like, Roy Choice for everybody. You're giving me the man. feels over here, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's, imp that's the importance of like, but you know what? working you, in the kitchen. That, you know, you know that, that, uh, that, that wherewithal to know that like you gotta walk away is like the hardest thing to come in the terms with. Definitely. But to go ahead and then understand that, you know what? I'm kind of in over my head at this point. And this is not for me. I don't want to waste your time. Or not even waste your time. Just just like I need to bow, bow out right now. Right. You know, and allow you to go forward with what you're doing. Um that's man, that's a big takes a big it takes a big man to do that right because I I, f I felt like you know even though like the like I still didn't feel right being noted as the head chef or executive chef I forgot the, the title I still didn't feel that like I didn't feel right about that you know but overall like <laughs> putting in the time and, and, the, and the all the effort it's just like wow like I can't believe like I'm here you know, there's that starstruck, like, every time, like, oh, shit, Roy's here, Roy's here, look, look busy, you know, that you have yeah. that kind of feeling, you know, yeah. but then on top of that, you got, you got uh, chefs, the actual chefs that work under Roy, too, that are, like, making sure, like, 
you're on point as well. You know, and they carry the same uh, work ethic. No, oh, I get it. So he had his, his team coming in. Yeah. And overseeing. Yeah. Everybody. Well, I mean, like, for example, like Roy's, you know, always moving around. He's he does, you know, a lot of like, you know, public appearances and yeah. stuff like that. But then on, but more importantly, he's checking on his on all his people. You know, it's a full day, like from 5 a.m. probably even. Like yeah, for yeah. him to check out all of his, uh, all of his uh, places of business, his restaurants, nice. and I fucking admire that so much. It's like a twenty-four hour a day job, nonstop. Bro. That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> how do you? Crazy. How do you? Yeah. That's how do you have the just the capacity just to handle all that? You know. Yeah. No one. Not everyone's built for that. No. Not everyone's. Not everyone's built for that. It's crazy. And it's up to you. You. Yeah. You, you make it. That's you know, if, 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 if that's to. a if that's a part of, if that's gonna be a part of your life, that's part of your life. Yeah, that's it. Dope. Dope. But yeah, let's. Uh, I don't know what else you guys want to talk about. <laughs> so that was a. I episode, didn't know how to segue. So that was episode five, the um, Mike <laughs> Rock reflection episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> cue the, the cue the music. Yeah, cue, cue the reflection music. <laughs> no, but you know what? Shout out to Johnny Bars for the intro. Oh uh-huh. yeah, shout out Johnny. We got some new music on the way for sure. I'm about a freestyle next one. Next oh, one, oh yeah. damn! Hey, he took get, off his glasses. That was get serious. You, get you in the they're studio. They're up on the rim. <laughs> <laughs> get you in the studio. Well, you know, today me and Mike Rock and his lovely lady Julia, who's sitting next to him. Hora. <laughs> oh, we want to go check out um, Hi-Fi Kitchen. The homie Justin. Right. He today he had his. Um, Guess we'd call it like a soft, soft grand opening. Yeah, soft he, called, opening. he called it uh, eat and greet, eat and greet, eat and greet. Yeah, right. For Hi-Fi so Kitchen, Hi-Fi Kitchen, Hi-Fi Kitchen in uh, historic Filipino town. For, yeah. for y'all not f- familiar with the uh, areas of Los Angeles, dope. Yeah, so, your boy yeah. grew up down the way a little bit. Nice, a little bit how down the way. It? Like how close? Like literally, you throw a rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw a pebble. A few, few main streets. <laughs> To yeah. the left. That's a. That's got a good arm. No. That's where the number, the number, <laughs> the number streets start. That's you dope. know. So give us a little history about that. Yeah, that the, area, uh, historic for, Filipino town, like from when you grew up, like in like Bel- Belmont High I went School. To Belmont High School, which where? is literally like when you when you're walking out of the restaurant, you could see the uh, they call it Montgomery Field, which was the football field, and that's maybe I want to say two blocks. You could see the field right to the left. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was like, I, you know, in my first, in our first episode, it was, you know, it was active right there. And uh, it's good to see these new businesses popping up. Um, you know, the area needs it. Um, it's good to see someone from the area, which is, you know, when we get into that whole, like, conversation about gentrification and fighting that whole machine, um, I'm always going to say my main well the main weapon i feel that's gonna stop all of that is if we invest in our own communities yeah if we come back and open in our own communities you know and that's what he's doing so that's dope yeah, yeah. you know like you fight fire with fire you know and it, and that's the like to me you know we could we could pick it we could you know demonstrate you know and hats off to those people that are out there hitting the streets and moving that whole you know pushing that whole line but at the end of the day 
while sometimes while we're out there, you know, picketing and, and, and demonstrating this and that, people are flying under the radar, dropping that dough, and boom, there you go. There goes another block lost because these people come in. It's like, okay, you know what? Y'all be out there, you know, doing your thing. Well, we're going to hit this real estate agent. Damn. And freaking, you know, purchase these apartments. You know, we're going to go on the slide, talk to this, you know, building owner that rents to, you know, a little mom and pop shop, a little clothing store, a little snack store. And we're going to say, you know what? Let me, you know, let me double this money. This is how much your property is worth. You don't need it no more. You don't need it anymore. You know what I mean? And 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 unfortunately, that's the way our communities right now are getting, you know, bought up. Yeah. So, you know, hats off to the homie Justin for like opening up, you know, open, adding another, you know, cool restaurant from people from the area like Parks Finest. Shout out to Parks Finest. Um, nothing but luck to them, you know, nothing but luck to them. So, you know, like I said, you know, we showed up, showed some love, grabbed some food. I think, uh, what did we eat? I ate the chicken adobo wool. Chicken adobo with uh, with lumpia, yeah? Oh, yeah, um, pork lumpia. Yeah, pork Sounds lumpia. Fun. And then he had a uh, lying, which is, uh, damn, I can't even think what lying is. What is what is lying, babe? Mm. Banana leaf and coconut milk. Word. So it's kind of like, uh, I want to say it's near the... Uh, Collard greens situation oh, also the, the Philippines. It kind of looked like lao lao, like squid lao. Yeah. So the actual banana leaf. Is what, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Never. Yeah. I always considered that to be like a wrap. I don't know. It's edible. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, you have to cook it down. I would imagine. You really have to good. cook it down a lot. Even yeah. Yeah. But was there any like Hawaiian food? Just kidding. <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> nah, yo. Shout out half back. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't make it. By the way, I was here at the at the office grinding. So work is um, work. But I heard it was good, and I'll definitely come to the next one or whatever. Yeah, I think February twenty second, the twenty second is uh, gonna be his grand opening. Okay, and um, so everybody out there, check it out. Come check it out. Yeah, support local business. Yeah, man. I mean yeah. it's a very cliche thing to say, but no, you know, really like go out there and and put your money into yeah. the community, and that's if you want to f- find a way to help out the community, like don't buy coffee from Starbucks and. Invest into like the smaller mom and pop places. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you know, look out. We might even be doing a pop up there soon. So, hint, you know, yes, hint, hint. Wink, Check that wink. out. I just, hint, hint. I just <laughs> winked at the camera, but the reflection of glasses you can't <laughs> see. No, that's dope. I mean, it, it's just a super dope conversation. We talk about supporting local and stuff and local yeah. businesses, and I'm super f- fascinated in just all these different areas of LA because I'm I'm not familiar. I'm learning and. You know, and how like historically Filipino town and like knowing that the businesses are there. Yeah. And, you know, because when I first moved to LA, I moved to Highland Park, right oh. on like the, right, maybe a couple years before it started to get gentrified. So we, yeah. you mentioned that earlier and just the concept of like gentrification and, and like, are you guys familiar with like the term white flight? Yeah. Like, isn't that what happened before? So the communities that are there now, the majority, you know what, not to cut you off, but the majority of, of the communities. Like Highland Park, for example, there yeah, was a white flight and then it became what it is. Yeah. And now that it's getting gentrified, mm-hmm. is the white flying back in? Like, Yeah, that's, I mean, again. Because then who a- was there before? Who was there before? So I'm not, I'm not like, I'm just, the whole concept of gentrification yeah. and everything and all these towns that I didn't grow up in, but I came in and seeing if I, you know, luckily I saw Highland Park a little yeah. bit. 
But well, I mean, from what it was, but from just when we go there for Mavita, it's way different than it was six, seven oh, years ago. Oh, 100%, bro. But then before I got there in 2008, it's always already way different than it was in the 90s. Yeah. True. I mean, but, it's like kind of like what's happening to to our cities. Yeah. Is like what's, what, what happens and what's been happening to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, if you right. kind of look at it in those like, yeah. that kind of spectrum. Yeah. You know, people kind of, they come in, well, even more so mm-hmm. with you guys, it's more like they just... You know, came in and that was that yeah you know right. here it it's it's like you said there was that white flight so that's where <laughs> that's where they left and then the, the they left and then, they, and, then, now they come and then the communities came in and now that the communities are in and now that these properties are getting bought up again yeah, yeah. now it's called gentrification is that fair yeah just to in a sense i guess that's interesting but you know what at the same at the same time too it was yeah but more, why did they leave yeah, and it wasn't theirs to begin with in the first place. Remember that, yeah? Yeah. So, automatically. But I just knew, like, when I was a kid, uh, when, when I took the bus with my with my homies, like, we would go around places. There were plenty of places that I was not allowed to go to. And it was Highland Park, <laughs> Silver Lake, oh, Silver, Echo Park. Silver Lake, they have good coffee shops there. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Lamert Park. I wasn't allowed to go to it. Uh, but then, you know, there were a whole bunch of hip-hop things took place there. You know, and… Yeah. And so, you know, I would say I wasn't there, but I was in downtown LA, like, or Chinatown, you know, when I was a kid, I'd say that. But man, it's it's an interesting thing that you mentioned how uh, people took off and brown folks took over and then now being bought out, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing uh, how all that works. You know, and, and I can only imagine how that kind of situation takes place in Hawaii, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of it, and I, I almost wouldn't consider it gentrification. I mean, a lot of it is. I think it's just an overall takeover. Yeah. Because it's... Is it because of, like, tourism? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, okay, if you look at the definition of gentrification, it's I think it's something to do with, like, purchasing property in order to make it... Or changing something to make it appeal to the middle class. So they take like, so when you think of uh, gentrification now, it's usually used in terms where we have like lower income areas getting bought up and it being presented for the middle class. Yeah, right. But now it's used more broad. Any area that gets taken over and, and even more upper middle class stuff gets put in, it's considered gentrification. Well, it's That's like- not, I mean, if you're not displacing, I mean, you might displacing a group of people, which coincidentally, well, it's not a coincidence, but there's people there that are of a certain race or group. So what happened in Hawaii is it's it's different. I think it's a little bit different and there's no interchanging. Like what what I described was, you know, whatever happened like before, say a lot of these areas, say Highland Park, those homes are like from the early 1900s, right? They're called craftsmen's. Yeah. So those originally, that was part of the white flight. So all those homes became like the original people that owned them in those, ni- they were nice neighborhoods. Right. Then they left and then it became shitty neighborhoods. And then now it's getting rebought, and now it's it's hipster. It looks nice, and they make all these, you know, different homes and Airbnbs. In Hawaii, there's no back and forth. It's not like oh, then the Hawaiians got their their now there was now the Hawaiians got their their you know their land back. I think it's a it's a, I don't know what to call it because I had this conversation recently on a, on another pod where we we're talking about cultural appropriation and gentrification being the same thing, and I was like, no, I don't think it's the same thing. Gentrification no. could play a role in appropriation. You can appropriate a culture without gentrifying yeah. it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You could, you know, 
you, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know? I get, I get it. I like, you I know. totally like understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the all of a sudden, like the property value. Like, who who makes up these fucking numbers? You know, who makes up these? Like, oh, by the way, your your land property, that property that you're that you're you own is worth x amount of like millions so how can we how can we find a way to make more money off of that you know and building these building all these high-rise apartments and and condos or or whatever and breaking down the 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 land that was originally there or the houses that were there like i just don't see it as a fair thing because now like like all these high-rise apartments are running probably for a studio in like Silver Lake or whatever is like close to a G a month. Oh, for studio maybe more. Maybe yeah. more or than no that. More, dude. Twelve, you 11, know, 12. or even like just just hearing like that kind of situation where people have to pay that kind of money, and then you expect them to be able to survive off that with you know with other bills and even with children or with a spouse or yeah. what, what have you like who's really benefiting off of that it's just the trust fund kids i mean mm. i i i hate to to always target them or whatever but where else are you getting your money as a graphic designer fam <laughs> you know yeah. where else are you getting your money no from, there's from from making ableton beats like beats on ableton or whatever yeah and there's five we, of them in we, that one studio apartment. That's you know why. what I'm saying. And how are you like able to generate that kind of money? You know, to to provide for yourself. You know, and and it's not it's not easy. It's not easy to like. I'm struggling paying my own bills, mm -hmm. and and like living in Long Beach, it's almost there's almost this feeling of I wouldn't say gentrification, but like the price ain't going down. <laughs> yeah, it's happening everywhere. Like where I live, I've been living in Omani for maybe eight years now. Yeah. And the price around me, like I look, you know, I'm not getting dis displaced unless someone comes decides to buy out. I don't know how that works. You get your property bought out. I don't know how that works. But the neighboring apartment complexes that are being built, like the one that's across the Super Nachos, like the barbershop. Yeah. There's a, it's not a high rise, but it's like a nice luxury apartment. Like yeah, luxury apartments are like three three four stories yeah tall. but they're 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 new they're nice and i looked and those are going for you know way more than what like a, a one-bedroom apartment in that area might have run you 800 bucks four years ago now right. it's like 1200 you know like a two-bedroom used to run a thousand now it's 1500 because they you know if you, they made a bunch of changes they you know they you know they knocked down the movie theaters yeah Right. They, they put a Norms, a Ross, a grocery store, a, you know, like like a Starbucks. The funny thing is they put a Chipotle there and the in El Monte. And it, Who and puts a Chipotle in El Monte? And it closed. You know, it closed. closed. It closed, yeah. Right. It was underperforming. and I wonder why. <laughs> it's, so then, but then he's like, okay, of all the things, you know, all that businesses that was built in, you know, it might have created significantly more jobs for the area. But then it's just, the. I think it's rent is like rent is a, i think it's a separate issue is what i'm saying like having businesses come into these little strip malls and be put in and creating jobs that's cool because these are providing people 
like you know hi-fi people able to start their own thing yeah but i think the yeah. bigger issue is just fucking rent control because it's just because no, in Omani, nothing's changed it didn't magically over the past eight years get gentrified like how highland park did yeah. there's no Correct. nice art walk there's no i don't see any art galleries there's no coffee shops but in the past eight years rent has doubled and all i see is maybe a couple shopping centers like so there's got to be some there's something else going on you know yeah. and it, it's rent control yeah. yeah that that's i think that's the bigger bigger issue yeah than anything and and i get and and i get like when it comes to other areas being gentrified and being looked at as like okay how am i supposed to if if you're from an area and you have kids there and you you can barely afford you know and then you're in an area that now the neighboring high rise you know what is the term getting like priced out of an area you priced know? out that's what it is you know and i'm not sure how that works like if you're living in the area what are like what's being priced out like are you literally being removed from your home are you upset well, I mean, te- I are, mean, you te- te- are you upset because there's a there's a apartment around the corner that no. just tripled no They're, straight straight up like the, if you're renting the owner can decide to sell it and then they, they or, or raise the rent yeah. uh, again oh goes then back to, rent. it goes back to yeah rent control because but. if this high rise has this apartment complex around the corner like in Almani, around the corner from where we used to live, yeah. it's like if their apartments are double what it used to be, right? Then my apartment owner might be like, "Now we're raising our rent." Yeah, that's well, what you, that's what it, it means. Well, case in point, where where I grew up, the apartment building where I grew up, right on Rampart, it's not a good area, bro. When we lived there, and even up until you know my mom moved, you know three years ago. They're paying maybe because they've been there for so long, like, I don't know, I think around almost 11, 1100 for a two bedroom. Yeah. Pretty big apartment. Soon as she gave her notice that she was moving, they already put the apartment up 2500 bro. Whoa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So it, it's, it's, it is, it's like being, they're being pri- literally priced out. Yeah. You know, uh, down the street on Burlington, same thing. There was apartment buildings there. Wait, but you're saying she gave her notice to move, though. Yeah. So she yeah. was moving. So they're getting, they're just waiting for her to like move. Yeah, I would, I would say priced out means so. I would, priced out. Oh, priced not, out means she didn't like, get priced out. She didn't get priced out. No. But, but it, someone else came in and wasn't yeah. able to get her rent. But that's normal. Like that's it, crazy. It's crazy. The 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 dollar amount is crazy. Yeah, that dollar that. that but if someone's been living double? in an apartment for ten years and then you leave and then. The apartment owner is not going to rent it to you for the same price. Oh no. no, but that's but but that's but then what happens though? Then no one else. Then it's just rent, it's hard to rent afford, control. Then like no one's going to go. That's having that's living check to check. Yeah. So yeah. So, so essentially, you are rent. little by little. You may not be technically kicked out, or yeah. you know what? Next, we're we're raising your rent yeah. next year by a thousand bucks. But that squeeze because you you're barely paying rent to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, barely, you're living check to check to begin with. Yeah. So now it's like you're you know you get a notice. Okay, now your your rent just went up another three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks is a lot, bro. That's a lot, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's so yeah. This, this is it, rent it, control. Then it, it's it's rent control. It's um, you know these owners. Yeah, they're selling. You know, they're selling. They, they're waiting they're for selling, you. To move they're out. just waiting. You know, they yeah. want their like property. You know, be at peak price, and boom, they're yeah. selling it, and people are coming in and wanting to like. But see, the crazy thing is, is in my area, there's gonna be a lot of empty apartments because they're ridiculously priced. You know, crime maybe have went down a little bit. Yeah. 
because there's nobody there anymore. But it's still crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's like I said, you know, I'm all for bettering the neighborhood, bettering the community. Getting jobs and, and creating jobs. Creating all that. jobs. But the rent is too damn high. Rent is too damn high. <laughs> And you're coming from the outside, acting like you've been there forever. Yeah, that's another. You know thing. what I mean? Yeah. Like that—that—that's what kills me. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, don't walk around my streets, looking at me like if I'm out of place. Right. You feel me? Yeah. You know, don't go to my my taco trucks, and get mad because you got to pay a fucking dollar fifty for a taco. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or getting mad because, like, I, I mean, I've seen it with my own. I've been there. People asking like. <laughs> no lie this lady goes orders two two tacos yeah and the the woman tells her okay uh three bucks she looked at she looked at the price and she's like a dollar fifty taco isn't that a little steep it's like <laughs> a, little steep. a little steep and yeah. then she pays with a 50 bro <laughs> wow. then she's just cheap yeah you know what i mean like dude you know like it, it, it's when when you're living or when you're growing up in an area where you know you're not wanted in other places you know what i mean whether it was white flight or not we're not accepted in, you know down the freeway so why are you coming back yeah you feel what, I'm, what saying? I'm saying it's the return you didn't want to live amongst us when back when it was still 50 50 yeah but you're going to want to send your kids down here because it's cheaper yeah nah that's yeah. not fair but again it comes back to us from these communities having to invest invest in these communities yeah and you feel what i'm saying like maintaining your because you can still maintain your presence and grow with it yeah yeah because because there's a lot of you know i mean we could go into a bunch of stuff you know and it's not even just rent control it's not even just you know you know when they're you know people might say okay well yeah you know you lived in a gang infested area you know they're trying to like clean up the streets and and this and that and and while well, they mess it up themselves and but again that's another that's another topic that dude we could go yeah crazy on because when there's not a lot of resources and yeah you could say oh well you know you could go out and get it and everybody you know but not everybody started from the same place true yeah you know you didn't start the race at the at the same you know starting line right you know and um and it's tough. It's tougher for some other for other people to kind of get out of that mentality of uh, you know that hood mentality or that ghetto mentality. Absolutely, you know, yeah. And and rise above the ignorance sometimes because you know what, when you're getting kicked down for so for so long, absolutely. You know, it's like it, it's with anything. You know, you tell a kid that they're nothing and they're worthless. That kid's gonna grow up thinking that. Yeah. So imagine telling, so when, yeah, imagine so, telling like, like a whole culture that yeah, so when whole, you're a whole neighborhood. So yeah. when you're you know when you're when you're told that in our schools everywhere, you don't be like, well, fuck it, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I do and go down this route, whether it was you know, and 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 granted, there's people that have raised above, have come from the worst situations, family wise, and they've been able to like just rise above it, and that's that's tough. Some other people weren't that strong, you know, mental, mentally, you know. So, so again, it goes back to that, like, now you want to, you know, now you want to come back into our communities. and Now you want to be cultured. <laughs> exactly. You know? Now you want to be now you a wanna diverse wanna, individual. Walk you know? down the street with the headdress on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, 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 bro, it's, we could go hours and, 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 and hours and hours and 
you know, like I said, you know, there's there's a lot of ways and, um, you know, gang injunctions. Those are crazy. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, there's some bad people out there. But when you can't go visit your family, what is, just it, because, what is, what is a gang injunction? A gang injunction is whenever, you know, in a certain neighborhood, certain certain gang, so to speak, and not even gang, just whatever the cops want to label you as a gang. If they want to label a certain, you know, certain group of people as a gang, a gang injunction is, you know, depending on the like stipulations, you you can't, like they say, we're all from the same gang, I guess you could say. We couldn't be together. Mm. So automatically, if we're walking down the street together, Cops the, cops, gonna, the cops have the right to come in. Yeah, and, that's and, a case and, right there. And, and, and yeah, we'll catch a case just by being together. Just by some people, you can't even be, you know, go visit your family because of these things. And sometimes you're, you know, unfairly put on these lists. You know, some people aren't even gang members or don't have records and they're on these lists, you know, these injunction lists. So that's another way, you know, they kind of. <coughs> They have their ways of doing doing things and 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 they might think it's just and we you know we're always gonna feel it's unjust but you know that's the way the ball rolls and you it's gotta crazy. kinda not so much go with it but grow with it you gotta grow with it exactly because these things are happening you know and they're you know there's it doesn't look like it's gonna stop you know it doesn't look like it's gonna stop and again you know like i said you know you get a little money come back yeah, you know, come back and build. Yeah, build. You know, build and it. if you're gonna come, and if you're gonna come from 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 somewhere else, if you're not a towner and you're gonna come in, build with the community, be a part of the community. Yeah, you know, don't don't try to milk it dry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, don't take all the resources that yeah. that it's been built on. You know, I've I've seen a couple of restaurants or businesses in in El Monte like come above to uh <laughs> love and happiness that was my ringtone yeah uh, that's a cool ringtone man <laughs> thank you um but yeah i've seen a couple businesses uh try to flourish in el monte like for example well see when when they tore down the uh the edwards they, yeah when they tore down the edwards and and they wanted to rebuild everything there uh there was a lot of talk about like how the money was where the money was coming from where it was swaying from oh really yeah so i follow I follow el monte news on oh, facebook damn. See, that's another like that. whole other do you follow like, el monte news or el monte memes or both both <laughs> both, <memes>. both. <laughs> weirdos cool. yeah uh so they mentioned somewhere along the lines like where they try to feed so much money into it from like developers where that's the reason why they they had Chipotle there. Yeah, see, that's that. Like, that's for a whole what? other and why, you Imagine? know, like yeah. when when you build, if you're able to build something like brand new for your community, wouldn't you want the people in the community to say, "Hey, I I sell, you know, like agua frescas and and like paletas and stuff like that." Wouldn't wouldn't you rather have something like that there rather than some? big box corporation like a Chipotle or uh, yeah. or something like that. But then they felt like that was going to make them money. Like having a Chipotle in El Monte. Motherfucker, across the street, there's an Alfredo's that my boy DJ Duel, Marvin, he <laughs> goes to. I just went there the other day. You know what I'm saying? 
Very good. A-okay, yeah. you know, A-okay, carne asada fries. I got you know, that. when I'll you're trying to, burrito. you're not trying yeah. to get, you know, fucking choro at Chipotle with their, you know, <laughs> E. coli lettuce. E. coli lettuce <laughs> and chicken and shit. You know Unflavored. What I mean? It's probably cheap to open. That's why they, they yeah, open Probably. It. You know, that's probably it. Like, hi, would you like guacamole? <laughs> no, I don't. So you do know you where know? you're at. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So it's, it's everybody, what you said. I mean, everybody that worked there was pretty brown. Yeah, but I mean, it's cool though because like they they offered those opportunities to the youth or the kids in uh, uh, Rio Hondo, Rio Hondo College. Mm. They they had like a Hiring like care. a job fair yeah, yeah, yeah. type situation uh-huh. for that, and that's perfect. That's, that's cool. cool. I I get it. That was that was probably like the best marketing move on their end to to hire people of that community to work there. But you're you're producing a food that is like watered down to the most. Tell me about it. You know, it's watered <laughs> down completely to to something like down the way where you could go to Alfredo's and get like bomb ass taquitos and like yeah. you know, a really good like California burrito if you want to get a California burrito. Hey. Yeah. You know? So I'd rather see these businesses like that thrive, like where like the businesses of like say for example, um one of my homies uh, is uh Salvadorian, like opening up a pupuseria or whatever mm-hmm. you know or just these small businesses like that can thrive in that area even even the valley mall now like there's the valley mall in, in el monte is like pretty much like a, it's like pretty much like a swap meet almost if if you kind of look at it it's it's kind of like um what's that street uh in in la uh you could buy a whole bunch of like Fabric, what is Santi? Santi Alley, yeah, the callejones they call it. We call them the we call it the callejones. Callejones, what is, what is, callejones, that? What is that? that? means like an alley street. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Where? Yeah. So, hey Google, like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey Google, it? what is? Hey Siri. Hey Siri. <laughs> hey Siri. What is the callejone? <laughs> hey Google. <laughs> Speaking of gentrification, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, yeah, like so going down Valley, there's there's a whole bunch of like businesses that still that have remained like I think through the test of time. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting and in how they they're able to to survive. And I'm like, okay, if these businesses are thriving, that's great because that means the rent is low for them. For now. You know they're about to change it, right? And they, now they're gonna change you, it crazy. You know what the street's gonna be called? No. It's not gonna be called Valley Mall anymore. What's it gonna be called now? Main Street. Must put. <laughs> That's how, do you, how do you know these things, Jordan? Are you running I, for mayor? I follow El Monte News. No. There you go. <laughs> no, I've seen it. I, I, you know, I seen it somewhere on the on the interweb. Yeah. So even uh, the small uh, there's a brewery in El Monte called uh, Progress. They're going to be opening up shop there too. Nice in, in get, Valley Mall, which there, is good. Get there now, guys. Anybody trying to start? Yeah. No. Because you notice that in that shopping plaza where the knock when they knocked on the Edwards. Yes. Um there's no they're all like big box. There's no they're all big box companies. There's a there's a Jersey Mike's there, there's a wing stop, which I frequent. Yeah. I mean it's good yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's it's there's a difference between giving jobs to the community, but the people that are starting businesses need to like open up in their communities. What that's what I'm getting from it's this. True, it's true but like the problem is who can afford it? Who can afford a lease there? AT and T, there's an AT and T there that's still in business, which is cool. Yeah, it's hard you to know, compete. But, yeah, but I mean, how are how are these so-called businesses like like for example, even myself that that has no um, that has barely any savings that has you know any form of 
you know, like finances to to lease a a spot to to open up a restaurant. Yeah. So that's why we got to start with the we need we need to guys talked about developing with these communities and building. Yeah. I think there needs to be more more because um, the opportunities were there. We've talked about this before, and you've even said like. I said like, oh, everyone has the same same twenty four hours, but you said no, not everyone has the same circumstances. Yeah, but we got to start at the root. Like, why are we? Uh, why are why are these communities feeling like they can't do it? You know, and then is it coming from? Is it culturally? Is it because they feel? You know, so I think there's support systems that are not existent in these lower income. You know, there's a lot POC, of POC. There's a lot of in our families in the POC family. Whether you're Hispanic, Asian, like there's a lot of people who would be like, you want to do what? No, nah, just get a job. Yeah, like, exactly. So Correct. I think we need to develop business owners because any like, you know, not everybody. Yeah, it's not all trust fund babies. You know what I mean? It's people that true that have had the support and maybe their their parents own the business, so they just literally know how to go and get a business loan. You know, no one's got that. Like, you know what I mean? That like know how? Like like those people because not all those not all of those people are white. There are people that. That come in from from like Southeast Asia. A lot of the, these business owners that own these, because then you have Subway, Flame Broiler. You know, my homie had his family owns IHOP and Mrs. Fields because you know, and like, but they're POCs. But they're just culturally like with what the Asians are doing that more brown people need to do. You know, and that's just my opinion, and that's why I feel like it needs to start with the support from within. That's a good, yeah. That's you know? a good uh, perspective you got there. Just because I'm not, you know, that's my perspective. Yeah, all of this is, that's why I'm not trying to, uh, for people listening, it's not like I'm playing dumb. Like, what is gentrification? It's just because I'm not from here. I'm the, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as the ex- exception. I'm the transplant that does come in and try to build with the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but And for that, we appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, support to that. You hit it. You hit it. There has to be more resources of, you know, community support and teaching these kids on how to do stuff like that, on yeah. how to, you know, get 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 it right so that when they become adults and you know business owners or or they want to start a business. Yeah, yeah. Like no diss to my parents. Like when I grew up, it was just like you're gonna go to school and work and and do well in school and you're gonna get a good job. Yeah, but. There was no full-on definition of, well, what kind of job? Yeah. yeah. There was no, like, groundwork to, to tell me, like, like like I said, there's, like, no disrespect to my parents. I, and I totally understand where they're coming from, where, you know, they've, when they came to uh, America, they they just thought, like, well, go to school, you're going to go to a great school, you can go to a university, and from there you're going to get a really, really good job so that you can... My mom's dream was like for me to buy her a house and a car. Yeah, you know, and and I get that, and I've I've seen um, family friends that have had that opportunity where they're able to gift their parents a car, a Mercedes Benz, you know, and that's that's wonderful and that's beautiful, and I've always wanted to do that. Mm. And now that you know <laughs> everything fell through the wayside, where it's like, yeah, I went to school, but I was an average student. I went to community college. I I went to a uh, a university to to learn to become a teacher. Yeah, that all fell through because you know it's it's tough to get a job as a as an educator. So what do I do now? You know, and and with that, like I feel 
it's automatically for you. It's automatically that I feel like I've let them down. Mm. And and so like when you try to tell them that you want to try to pursue uh, owning a business, it's kind of like it's frowned upon. Well, I see, think it's talking, remember we we're talking about yeah. that the last. Maybe they're just worried about you. They just be like Are definitely, you sure? but then see, it's 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 always sure? about the yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> it's about the uh, the financial stability. Yeah, and that's the thing that my parents were always all about, and that's what they always kept on nagging about. You know, like financial stability, and and it's tough now that like you know you could barely afford rent. You know, you have medical bills. You have credit cards you got student loans yeah and everything is inflated yeah. price wise and it's not the same you can't have the same kind of mentality that you had in in the early 1980s and to and bring that same mentality to the to the 1990s and now to yeah, the yeah. 2010 because everything is far more uh it's far more expensive you know, like that's how, that's how my parents. So I've always had this thing in the back of my head that my my parents are not necessarily disappointed, but it's kind of like, damn, I wish he did more. You know, <laughs> I have this. It's it's a, a feeling. It's like a I don't know if it's a Filipino thing or what. You know, like like I'm sorry that I did. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm not in the medical field. I am sorry that you know, like I can't provide you a vehicle. A Mercedes Benz. I can't purchase a uh, like a nice looking Coach purse or something like that. You know, it's just it's like one of those things. You know, and that always weighs in the back of my mind. But you know, I I try to let them know that like I'd rather be doing things for the community and and doing something that I'm very passionate about. You know, when it comes to food, when it comes to now, I've been like doing like graphic design yeah kind of like done it all you know like and and that's something that like my mom doesn't like 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 you jump you jump from doing this to that like you're a dj you're a graphic designer you you do pop-ups you're a restaurant you know things like that and like why don't you just do one thing yeah and it's like you can't because you need to do all these hustles in order to to afford rent yeah yeah to maintain maintain, just to maintain life wait till you have kids yeah, bro. Well, yeah. I'm not. I mean, both of y'all have 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 kids, and and 100% respect to you guys for, like, well, I guess I can't eat, but I gotta feed my kids. Yeah, it's you know, and and that's tough. not that's not easy, you know, and I 100% respect that. Like even even now, like the the groundwork for for us to like even open up a restaurant is like, it feels like a faraway dream. But then I could fucking taste it. Yeah, yeah. It's there. You know? Yeah. So Life like when hustle. we when we do get there, like one hundred percent like I'm happy, you know. So yeah. Until then we're just gonna keep working hard. You know. Yeah, and I and I think like a lot of the old school mentality that parents or other people might have, it's not a bad thing, but it's something that we just have to not let ourselves um accept as reality of the now. True. Because there are people like how old is Roy Choi? Like Roy Choi? I think he's like, damn, he's like 50, 40, 50. I don't want to. My bad, Roy. If yeah. you're listening to this and I called you your age out, but yeah, he's like sixty. No, no, but no, no. Meaning, meaning, like you can, <laughs> like you can be forty years old and just figuring it out, and then 
you know, there's still a good amount of time left. I think that's what it is, though. Like, everybody thinks that you you have everything all sorted and figured out by the time you're 21. Yeah. You you finished college already. Yeah, I feel like maybe, yeah. Therefore, you... After you finish college, it's automatic for you to get a job. Like, dude. Maybe, like, maybe on the old ways, because you gotta understand a lot of the things now, there was no, there was no, you know, like pop up. Like, a lot of people, like right now, just to give you an example, like, there's no reason why instead of starting a restaurant, just get your papers and become a Grubhub only restaurant and open that up and become successful. And, but you couldn't do that 15 years ago. But the correct. path 15 years ago was get a job, you know, go to school, get a job, get a job that covers your, you know, your school loans. Get married, da, 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 da. so this old school mentality literally does not apply to today's goals. Like you can do things that you couldn't do 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. So I think I think just you have to be okay with where you're at. Because I thought about the same thing, like being at the age where I'm like, okay, my you know my tenure high school reunion just passed, and some of them are married, some of them have houses, and and I'm just like, I don't have all these things, you know. True. Yeah. Um, but then you just got to work hard for it. And then, you know, it might not happen when you're 28. It might happen when you're 35. It might happen when you're 45. But you just got to keep going, you know, and not let the the image of uh, a perfect society yeah. dictate. dictate. Yeah, because it's not. And that's not to fault the image that our parents may or may not have had for us. It could be yeah. you just thinking, because it might still hurt, even if you know it might not be the truth or your, or like your truth. It might be something that you know that they feel and it's like, damn, I wish I could. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. It's, you, it's all it's it's all I think it all goes together. It's all true. But let me ask you guys, so when but when is it time to hang it up? Ooh. When is it time to like you've been dreaming so long and it just it's not happening, but now you yeah. have to you now you have to support kids. You know, yeah, and a partner. You have to pay rent. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not happening. I think I think if your definition of success, I think your definition of success might change over time. So naturally, like you, you either hang it up or your life falls apart. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So say if you're in a situation right now, of like you're trying to open up your restaurant and you're doing these things. Say if it was like, you know. Three or four years. Like, when was this thing with local for you? Uh, that was 2016, 2017. Local opened up in 2017, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, so say in like an alternate universe, you're you're grinding and you keep going, you know? Yeah. And at that time, say maybe you had like, you know, like three kids and you quit your job at the school district and you started doing it and you decided at the moment that, you, that it wasn't for you and you literally have to make a decision. Like, is this worth me going? Do I go back to my job? And support my kids, my imaginary kids, alternate universe. Or do I keep going and maybe, okay, this didn't work with local, but maybe I'll find something else that's a little bit more, you know, chill. Maybe I'll start my own thing and then you do Poke Party and then it starts becoming and you keep grinding. Yeah. But you still keep hitting these roadblocks because you have your kids and all this stuff. And literally you're ahead of point because I've almost hit that point where you're just rock bottom and it's like, this is not working. I think it's going to work. It should work. But literally for this particular situation, with this amount of bills that I have this month, with this amount of mouths that I have to feed, I just, it didn't work. So I think there's been times where in the short term, you might hang it up. Be like, let me readjust. Let me start driving for Uber. Let me put this to the side. But then if you're really, if you're really about it, you're going to come back. Yeah. So, and then the, the, the flip side is if your partner 
if you have the relationship with your partner, just to be like, if you see, like if in that moment with your imaginary kids and them and that and your imaginary partner, and if you see what they're going through and you see that you're hurting your kids and you see that you're hurting your, you know, your, your partner, if you don't see that and you keep going, then they're going to leave you and then you'll be, then your life fall apart and then you got to hang it up. Yeah. So it just depends on what you want more, you know? So, yeah. so I feel like it's easy to see, like, I, I believe firmly, I don't know if this applies, but like the cream miles rise to the top and like the real ones will really show themselves. Yeah. So in this town, there's a lot of people that can do like what you're doing. Like anyone can, not anybody can do, can work for an agency, but anybody can learn graphics. Anybody can make beats. Anybody can say they're a chef. But like the people like us that are really consistent and really keep going after the failures and keep readjusting, those are the ones that we're not going to hang it up. But everyone else, they'll eventually fall. So I guess to know when it, I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of went off on a tangent. I had something. I had <laughs> a, a good tangent. Though. I had a bigger point in my mind. I don't know if it made sense. I probably no, made sense. It's like you could always like try to say like you have the formula figured out. Like, but then like by the time you're trying to execute it and then you're like seeing it like not coming into yeah. place. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh man, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. And on the flip side, I think the people that do make it, they have like this whimsical, childlike enthusiasm for what they do. That no matter what endeavor it is, whether you're, look, man, I got this new thing. I'm working with this graphics now. And and then, or and whatever it is, you just keep getting these small wins that eventually we're going to look up and we're going to be surrounded by like a lot more. I mean, look at where we're at now. Look at what we're doing. Look at the decisions that you've made, like where you're at, you're moved. You're out, you're in Long Beach, you're working with an agency. Like imagine just six, eight, eight, ten, twelve months ago, you just it was just something new you were trying. Let me try this. I remember just working in when we were working in like Starbucks, you doing you doing flyers for shows. Yeah. You know, and now you're getting yeah. paid to do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so fucking tight. Yeah, fucking tight, dude. It's, it's so awesome. I just wanna gentrify my life and make it create appealing to the middle class. <laughs> That's so wack. We were we were at Starbucks and we were just doing graphic design, yeah. just what? sitting down. He was making beats. That's yeah. Dumb. But now it's just like I guess. I Jordan guess. brought his whole monitor and his. No, I didn't. <laughs> his tower. Yeah, brought his tower. That's a lie. Monitor. No, that's a lie. Though. That's a, a keyboard. lie. Ended up playing uh, Fortnite. No, <laughs> but on his headset. No, but I, yeah, yeah. I think I just believe that. Yeah, no, I man. I appreciate I those words, man. I don't know those what are, I, I don't know what I, was, I believe anymore. I think you guys had a moment. Yeah. No. I think no, you guys no. had a moment. Hypothetical. Don't don't let don't let it get to you, Mike. You got this. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I had ulterior motives with having you guys on the show. Uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's good. So, uh, what else we gonna talk about aside from we're, just being on? We're all trying to avoid our, avoid our feelings right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even yelling too much. Nah. So no, that's good. So we got tripping. We got some time, so we could um. So what else we got? So all that stuff that's going on at the end of the day. We about to be super successful. We about to put back to our communities. Time is gonna pass. Places will get gentrified. Flights will happen. Oh, well, we yeah. just gotta make sure that gotta we, keep, we, we gotta take keep care going. of it. I do believe strongly that we need to invest into our own communities. Because if you look at yeah. look at all the go to these lower income communities, look at this the non big box stores that are really doing well. They're liquor stores, and look who owns them. Yeah, and they don't live in the community. Not at all. You know, but I guarantee in this in this example where we talk about like. This new shopping center got Flame Boiler, Wingstop. I'm willing to bet that the Flame Boiler, Wingstop, and Subway, and they're all owned. I guarantee they're owned by by minorities. Franchised. Franchised by minorities. Franchised by minorities. They're not entrepreneurs starting a business, but they're putting down, they're somehow scraping together the 100K yeah. to franchise these bitches. But they're, that's their that's what their legacy. If they come in, trying to, you these know. These companies are owned by all the Caucasians. Yeah, that's another. Uh, um, yeah. 
So I think we're trying to shortcut the middleman. But like my goal is like I'm I'm trying to get like a like a subway or like a like I would love to have like five or six wing stops. You know, shout out to Rick Ross. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know, I don't know what the oh. I don't know, I don't know what the um, POC ratio is up at the board of Wingstop, but I'm down to franchise one of them. Next, put them put a Wingstop in a smoothie place and a subway near high school. I'll make bank, you know, <laughs> automatic, um, automatic. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Wingstop big in Hawaii. No, I don't think they have Wingstop. No, the first time I had Wingstop was out was out here. Really? The first time you guys want to hear a funny Wingstop story? Yes. The first time I had Wingstop, uh, so I got Wingstop purchased for me by Corrupt, the the rapper from oh, Flex. I think, you, I think okay. you told me this. Yeah. Go on. So I was an intern. Whatever. I was an intern for uh, for, for for Doggy Style. It's funny. I always had like a hard time when I went back home, and then like my grandma would be like, oh, "Where are you working?" I'd be like, "Doggy Style." <laughs> So I'd be like, uh, it's a record label. What's the name of the record label? Uh, Doghouse. I think I changed it to Doghouse. Anyway, yeah. so I was interning with with the Doggy Style, and they sent me on a run to go to Wingstop. And it was this weird thing where Snoop had sent me first, and then he got, and then everybody else came, and then they sent me again, and then someone else came, and they like sent me again, and then I remember like Krupp was ordering the like the lemon pepper, and I had never had lemon pepper. I never had. I don't think I even had like legit hot wings before, just to be real, because like. These flavor profiles are—they don't really exist in Hawaii. They don't have buffalo sauce, like the maybe at Pizza Hut, yeah. you know. So I remember being sent so many times that they, they thought it was funny, and then I think I made a comment like I never had it before, and then he's like, "All right, nephew, you gotta go get your own." So then he bought me like a ten pack, and then Krub let me keep the change, and he's like the only person that ever, well, except for Snoop, that ever let me like keep the change as an intern. So that was dope. I was like, "Damn, hey, girl, keep the change." <laughs> and then. um and then it was uh and then I remember yeah and first I'm having lemon pepper and it changed my life. It was fire. Really? Yeah, man. And he Damn. called it the 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 lemony snickets. Give me a pack of the lemony snickets. <laughs> that's my wing stop story. I have hella stories that if they come up I'm like, hey, you want to hear crazy stories? Some of them Yeah, please. Some please, of them I can't man. I can't I can't say, but um that one you guys. Like you have. can't say like on air or like uh yeah, I never signed no paperwork, but I got integrity, I won't say. You know? Okay. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good that he has integrity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. speaking of, um, speaking of spots to eat, earlier on the gram we were yes. talking. I kind of just put a put a like feeler out there because a lot of our homies like we we live late night lifestyles. Yeah, and we talk about like okay after the show after gigs. I mean we fit up. I remember we hit up Norms one time with chemo after yeah. a gig. Norms. Norms is trash though. Um, yeah. It's good. It's kind of like my guilty pleasure. Guilty That's my pleasure. Guilty, guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Guilty pleasure spot for sure. Um, Kicked out a few. It's like it's like yeah. But what are some of you guys' favorite like late night to go to after a show? Whether you're playing or you're going to see some see somebody or. What you guys? What are some good spots around here in LA and the yeah. IE? The, I've discovered a late night Korean barbecue spot. What? Yeah, I'm Dope. trying to remember the name of it though. But usually, I would hit up um, El Flame and Taco if I was in Koreatown. Okay, that's uh, they got the uh, Al Pastor on the on the spit. So that's OG status. Yeah. Me, El Trompo, <clears throat> Trompo, yeah, yeah. Trompo, yeah. Hey, nice. You got it right. Me, it would have, it would have to be Tommy's, bro. Tommy's on Rampart. Nice, world yeah. famous, world famous. Back, back when they didn't even have a, a soda fountain, uh-huh. it was you would walk in, and um, they had coolers and canned soda, no fries, 
No fries. So with, you know, double chili, chili cheese and barbecue chips. Oh, Ooh. chips. Okay. I That's respect- all they had was chips, chips. and yeah. then the burgers. No fries. My pops, rest in peace. That was his thing, too. So that was like my like my favorite. Mountain Dew, double cheese, and sounds so barbecue, and barbecue chips. Damn. All the way up through, I mean, from when my mom was pregnant with me. Yeah. Till, till now, bro. Nice. Why it was popping too back then. It was, you know, Have you, you, gotta be, you gotta be careful going to Tommy. Yeah. yeah. You know, but um you get hit up. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> stories again. Where are you from? I'm not from anywhere, man. Just trying to get my food, man. <laughs> not that you know, but you know the, the crazy the crazy thing is, is no matter how crazy it got at Tommy's at night, there was still such a mix of people. It's just it was still such a like a diverse mix of not just people from the area or the hood, but just a mix of people coming from the Dodger game, coming from the Laker game, yeah. coming from partying, you know, like people, everybody would come to Tommy. So it was, it was a trip. Like it was a, it was a trip that so much stuff happened there, yet there was still such a diverse yeah. crowd of people. It was like a safe zone. Yeah. People's like, don't trip because it's crazy they don't want to get messy. They don't get... Anything Andy, like. I think Andy Reid, the uh, coach for the the Chiefs, uh-huh. the Kansas City Chiefs, he's from LA. Okay, and when he started coaching out there, I think he's and even now he has like burgers frozen and flight really to him. Yeah, damn, it's, it's good. I I I, I had Watch it. your mouth, Jordan. I know where you're going with this. What I was about to say, <laughs> I just said it's good. I had it recently for the first time, and it was good. I know. It, it, it took me ten. Tommy's. Yeah, it took me Tommy's. ten years of living in LA. To oh, have, that's right. To have it. But it's okay. Uh, what else? I mean, I like the Albertos, the one that you guys always go to in Omani. That one's Albertos, cool. Alfredo's usual. Like, I mean, is it Albertos to, or Alfredos? Well, Albertos is the one on uh, Peck and no Sanity. Ramona. Oh, yeah, the one right by. Uh, there's like an Enterprise rent a car. That's Albertos. That's Albertos. Oh, maybe it's Alfredo's. Alfredo's is the, is the one, one is on Santa Anita. That's the one I like. The one, yeah, yeah. That that's is. a it's a good spot. Like my old work where I was working with the uh, students with special needs. That's right. I'd go there like once a week. I never told Julia that. But, <laughs> you know, like I want to say she's like, "Where are you eating for lunch today?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm just staying in." And here I am holding a California burrito. Like, oh, they had they had food at the cafeteria today. Yeah. <laughs> what about Karina's? You ever had Karina's in Omani? I've had Karina's. What do you think about it? I like Karina's a lot, man. Uh, my favorite thing there is the uh, the intestine, the uh, tripas. Tripas. Yeah. Have you had Have you had Karina's? No, never. So do you? Have, why sorry, why is there three Karinas on one corner? That's the part that still trips me out. I don't trust. I don't know. I don't want to get into it, but I don't know, man. It's just kind of shady. It's yeah. so Adam. They have it's in a strip mall. Yeah. On a corner, in the parking lot, there's a truck, and in the actual mall, there's two two locations that are like 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 they're in the same they're in the same parking lot. So Karina's one, two, and three. They're they're in the same parking lot. Yeah. yeah. So and then That's on top crazy. of that, nighttime, uh, after nine, I want to say. Yeah. They got the food truck running. Yeah, the food truck is open. So I'm the like, well, why are they? So, I'm in, so always in my head while I'm like maybe buzzing a little bit. I'm like, why did they open the food truck when they could just open the restaurant? That's funny. It's me. It's interesting. They just have it's the good, food though. truck like posted outside. Yeah. We used to we used to go to King Taco a lot too at night. Yeah. It's different now. I feel. 
No, I, I agree with I you 100%. I don't frequent I don't frequent uh King Taco as much. Cool. Yeah. I've been there a few times, but it's nothing when you have it's nothing I used to, special. I used to go to this really good like, you know, taco truck, not after hours, but they would have it during the day yeah. for Arizona and Whittier. Yeah. And that was like the when I first moved here, there's a studio that I used to be at that was like right there. And they had 70 cent mini tacos. Okay. So I remember like for four bucks and it came in with the chips and everything. Yeah, and once I had those, I could not like, I couldn't compare King Taco or anything. Yeah, it's just ultra greasy. It's just like a salt bomb. I don't know what it was. It was super good. I remember it was like the carnitas with yeah. the green sauce. It just changed my life. My mouth is watering. Yeah, King Taco's, I feel, actually a lot of people feel the same way. I don't know, it's changed. It's changed a lot over the years. And um, another place that we used to go to um, was El Taurino, Taurino on, uh, on Hoover. That place is bomb. I heard about that spot. Need that a, place is need bomb. to check that spot out. And um, what else? That's a good go-to we go. spot. What about, what about when you're in at back home? Was there any? Yeah. So there's a couple spots. There's one spot. I mean, it's called uh, Ken's Pancake House. It's like pretty known. It's like it's like a Denny's. They have everything though. They have really good food and they're open 24 seven. It's like after prom, everybody goes yeah. there. Um, and then there's this other spot called Verna's that's pretty popular. I, I wasn't too much of a fan of Verna's. They take super long, and they and like I just and this was in Big Island. Yeah, yeah Big Island. So this is in Hilo. Um, yeah, but, so but be going to Hawaii and expecting all that stuff in Waikiki. And stuff. Nah, so yeah, go to, <laughs> if you go to Big Island, Kansas is a must, and it's so it's standard. It's like they have a huge breakfast menu, but they have other stuff too. And then um, I think actually now like taco trucks and stuff are starting to pop up out there. Um, but yeah, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, on the on the on the well, cause it like it came from like the like the lunch truck phenomenon. They've had like lunch trucks in Oahu. Good old roach coach. Shrimp trucks. The shrimp truck to Hawaii is like the taco truck to LA, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, not yeah, yeah. not I if I it. yeah, if I said taco truck, I meant like shrimp trucks. There's now there's cause shrimp trucks are usually in Oahu. Now they're on the big island. Okay. And then there's um there's one, and there's like one Mexican restaurant that was really popular. They their place burnt down a couple of years ago, so mm-hmm. they've been operating out of a truck. So there's one oh. like Mexican food truck. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is there to eat out there. Yeah, but yeah, just personally, I'm just if you're from the Big Island, you're familiar with Verna's. It's kind of like the, I just think they're trash. I don't know if it's, it's probably an unpopular <laughs> opinion. A lot of people like Verna's is kind of like a I don't know. I've been to a no, couple. That's places how I feel about Verna's. Is kind of like a, it. It looks like the the with the building and the way there's a drive. I think there's a drive through. A walk-up window is just like Alf- Alberto's. Yeah. Like. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, it's like their version. It has like the same kind of menu of like all the locals, the stuff, but it's just it. So I guess I would compare Ken's to 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 like Denny's and Norms. Okay. And then Verna's to like Al- Al- but Alberto's. You are, but you're not feeling Verna's. Though. Nah, man, they got stuff to game. Up. Plus, they so they make like <laughs> they make like um they make like this Puerto Rican food. So in Hawaii, we have. Oh, is that a, what it is? They have like a pretty good like. <laughs> Like Puerto Rican, you know, community. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like Puerto Rican Hawaiian because there's very only a few dishes translated that made its way over. Like they have this rice. It's like the arroz con gondules. Mm-hmm. It's called, but we call it punto rice. And then there's this dish. It's like a Puerto Rican tamal. It's called pastele, or it's, but we just call oh, it patele. Yeah, we just call it patele, mm. but it's spelled as. Pastele. So it's the way. Yeah, how you, you pronounce guys, it. So it depends on where you're from. Way, yeah. So they sell punto rice and pateles, and they're, they're like, and oh, they're you're not from here, huh? No, it's, <laughs> and they're they're it's not good because my grandma, <laughs> R.I.P. She was known as like the patele lady. Like they okay. put it, 
in the obituary so in the you, paper. You have a high high standard though. So when I went there one time when I was younger, and they, they I was like, what is this? They even had it like on the radio, like, hey, who got the best patellas on the big island? And people was like, Julia Maldonado. Yeah, like, that's dope. We we're like sharing on MySpace and all that stuff. But <laughs> RIP, she passed last year, so we about to carry on the patella yeah. tradition. Ooh, right. We, you know, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to convince my uh, my my brothers, the clan of us, to work on a concept back on the Big Island. Don't gentrify it, please. Big Island, thank I'm, you. Big Island, I'm coming from the mainland to gentrify you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's crazy. I'm an outsider now. <laughs> but that's funny. But is, isn't there always one spot that everybody loves that just, you're just, you end up eating it. It's like a, it's I think, a I think it's Verna's. That's what's it for me. For you. Yeah, over here, over here late at night, it's Tommy's. No, just kidding. I told, I told, oh, I already warned no more. I'm, I'm just kidding. I like Tommy's. Uh, I warned them. No, I think that place here this is. going to go on world star right now. No, no. I think that place for me here is King Taco. Like, yeah. King Taco. For me, it's Chick-fil-A, bro. That place is trash. I like Ooh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Chick- Chick-fil-A is good. Chick-fil-A let me is, tell you. Let me tell you how I feel about Chick-fil-A. Is absolute What's basura. wrong with Chick-fil-A? Is it their board? I don't board? think it's. First of all, it's I don't stupid. think it's. Is it their board members? <laughs> and their color is whack, bro. I don't think it's bad. The chicken is so moist. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Shit. I don't think it's whack, but it's not like my go-to spot. Nah. Would you rather have Chick-fil-A chicken tenders or Carl's Jr. chicken tenders? Carl's Jr. You are crazy. Carl's I'd, I'd rather trash. have LA Unified chicken tenders. <laughs> I get, I get, I get, I get that straight. That's those. how much I can't stand Chick-fil-A. LA Unified chicken tenders is good. You know, shout out to the... I love the sauces though at Chick-fil-A. Like the Polynesian sauce? What the hell is up with that, man? I don't know what Polynesian sauce is, but That's it tastes like sweet and sour. So I, I go up to say, can I get a um, three-piece tenders? Millennials. And I say, and I tell them, I go to the window and I say, and, uh, and I can I get sauces the... Sauces are okay though. Can, oh, can I get the fake Polynesian sauce? And they say, what? The fake Polynesian sauce? And then give me the sauce. And I just walk away. Yeah, they have to be nice to you because you're Christian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And they're not, they, they don't, don't hey, I work on Sundays. So I wanna, <laughs> yeah. that's the only thing I don't like about Chick-fil-A is that they, they don't serve uh, on Sundays. But anyway, we'll wrap. That's, that's it for today. Um, that's it. We, we went on a good, good run. So what else before we wrap? What, what's, what's in the future? What can we, nothing ready to announce yet, but we got some, oh, we got a mix. We got a mix. We got a mix. We're dropping a mix. For all you uh, lovebirds out there, yeah, I mean, there's a out. there's a little bit of uh, Michael. Let know, me go some love tracks. And, Let me uh, finish my okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew that. I knew that show was gonna happen. But uh, yeah, it's some love jams in there. There's there's some. Uh, you just gotta listen to it. And uh, I heard some special features on there. There's some special features <laughs> from. Oh, you guys uh, got shout outs. Yeah, so I, I put out um, I put it out there in, on my IG story, letting people know like, yo, if you have my number, leave me a voicemail with like, you know, like a shout out for our podcast and and kind of like I wanted to make it like a mix show, like like people called in and and chimed in on like, yo, what's up? This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is Tony from uh, blah blah blah. I'd like to dedicate a shout out to uh, oh, okay. blah blah. blah. Yeah, I want to do stuff like that. Like, I've, ever since I was a kid, like, listening to Power 106, listening to K-Day, you know, The Beat, 92.3, The Beat. Like, just hearing all the, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're about to play this new slow jam. <laughs> Why you sound like Joe K? <laughs> oh, don't you dare. That's, that's another. All right, well, you know. 
<laughs> so you got some good shout outs on there. That's cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Shout outs. I was about to say something really, really bad, but I'll just say it off air. But I'll, I'll tell you later, <laughs> Jordan. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be fun. It's it's, it's good. It's, I'm almost like wrapped up editing it, and you know, there's some right. fools involved. You know. <laughs> Dope. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, I'm not too yeah. familiar with like the shout out concept, so I'm assuming well, you're is, get, is that not something you're gonna get uh, popular get, in Hawaii, like in in like radio. On the uh, radio, they don't give like. Yeah, yeah, they they, they do now. Now that I think about it. But, yeah. just but you just never paid the, attention to it. Yeah. And like the, when I was a kid, like that's all I heard, like on the way home from school. I like to give a shout out to. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Or I want to dedicate this song to so and so. Did yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. my man's locked up. Like that's the, that's <laughs> that's totally LA. Bro. Yeah. That's, that's uh, a <laughs> that's California in itself. I was just trying to pretend like I didn't know about it because. Uh, I may have contributed to some of the shout outs. <laughs> True. And I just snitched on myself because I can't. <laughs> I'm so excited for them. I can't keep a straight face. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, this podcast. Who's, who's it brought to you by, George? Oh, yeah, guys. Just before we forget, this podcast is produced by us here at Productive Culture, where we offer full service podcast production and all that good stuff. So if you guys are looking to get a podcast and going, by the way, if you guys know anybody, you know, hit us up, um, you know, go to productiveculture.com slash podcast. And if you guys want to start a podcast, um, I'll tell you guys right, right away, this is the offer. You guys can come. Your first episode will be free if you let us know that uh, you came and you heard about us through Street Eats and Dope Beats. So free podcast. You get a podcast and you get a podcast. Everybody gets a podcast. Just the first episode. Just the first one for free because after that, y'all paying me. So. <laughs> Let's get it. it. All right. Righteous. Thank you, guys. Just shout out. Thank you, Mike Rock. Thank you. For, Thank you for letting me be part of the team, man. We're sitting in. This is fun. Our shenanigans. Yeah, it's going to be Our fun. ramblings. We'll, we'll, we'll have a good episode the next one. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. Peace. 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 Cheers.